Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hello, hello, hello. Today is Tuesday, February 27th, 2024, episode number 518. Please remember to like, share, follow, and hit the notification button so you know when we go live. You are in the litter box with just Jules Jones today. Cat Turd's off today in a different type of litter box, so he won't be joining us. Rumor has it he's having a blast, just not the kind that he wanted. <laughs> Keep him in your prayers for a quick recovery. So it's just you and me for now. We're going to catch up on the hottest news items of the, you know, of the last couple of hours. I swear, I feel like this is a nonstop show now, now that we're doing this six days a week. It's just crazy. So we're going to do some highlights from yesterday, like I do on my separate channel, Jules Jones Live, a political rendezvous, shameless plug here. You can tune into that little number every Saturday at three o'clock p.m. Eastern time on Rumble. It's just a totally different channel, but we have a great time, me and the gyms and the littermates. On that Saturday show, we really do. It's like a nonstop party. So please remember to follow both shows. I remind you now because I will not remember to remind you later on. I try to do that at the very beginning. And it's on the house. Following these shows are completely free. So after the top five, we'll round things out with some breaking news. And you know what they say, when the cat's away, the mice will play. And play, play, play we shall. So let's go ahead and slay. We've got a countdown going on. Now, first off, I just want to remind everybody today is the Michigan primary. You are excused from the show. If you live in Michigan, get out there and make sure that you cast your vote. Most polls will close at 8 p.m. Eastern time, but a smaller portion of the state is in the central time zone, which will close at 9 p.m. Eastern time. This primary will award some of the delegates, so just make sure you get out there, cast your vote, make sure your voice is heard. We're going to get rid of this tricky Nikki once and for all. So here we go with our top five. Number five, Kellogg's CEO faces backlash after suggesting people should eat cereal for dinner to save money. This is the Bidenomics version, version of let them eat cake. Yeah, they think you're not paying attention. Number four, California Governor Gavin Newsom says murdering a baby on the day of birth should be a determination for women and their doctors. He looks like Satan, he acts like Satan, and he wants to set policy just like Satan. Let the babies live, you ghoul. Coming in at number three, CBS News returns confidential files of the reporter covering Hunter Biden's laptop scandal, Catherine Herridge. We've been covering that story. They held the files just long enough to ensure the corrupt Biden regime got a copy of everything they wanted. Such a shame. 
Then at number two, we've got the New York Slimes. They are now reporting that the U.S. had 12 secret spy bases in Ukraine and helped topple the government there in 2014. Ukraine has been a money laundering playground for a decade. The government was toppled during the Obama-Biden administration, and Joe was the point man for Ukraine and is responsible for all the corruption and destruction that has followed. That is absolutely the case in this one. This is a big story. So then we've got our number one story. The number one story from yesterday after we finished this show is that the Russian military personnel detained an individual accused of plotting an assassination attempt on Tucker Carlson, purportedly under the direction of Ukrainian intelligence. The accused confessed to accepting $4,000 to carry out the attack. There is evil in the world, and this crooked Ukrainian money laundering scheme and the corrupt people in it will do anything to protect themselves. So that is our top story of top stories since yesterday when we were on this show. I, it's just like I said, it's continuous. I, I've never seen a news cycle quite like this one. But hey, I'm just glad we get to go through all this stuff together. So with all of the things that are going on, the wellness company is something that I hope you all look into, especially with the hearings on COVID. There have been a lot of stories, but they are our sponsor for the day. And I just wanted to give you a little bit of information on them. Dr. Phil on The View, he absolutely pretty much left those little women (laughs) speechless. I would call them something else, but hey, you know what? This is a family-friendly show, and I don't want to go there. But listen to the exchange. And the same agencies that knew that are the agencies that shut down the schools for two years. Who does that? Who takes away the support system for these children? Who takes them away and shuts it down? And by the way, when they shut it down, they stopped the mandated reporters from being able to see children that were being abused and sexually molested, and in fact sent them home and abandoned them to their abusers with no way to watch, and referrals dropped 50 to 60 percent. So, there was also a yeah. pandemic yeah, going was, on. They were trying to save They were trying to save kids' well. lives. Remember, we know a lot of folks who died during this. So it wasn't, people weren't laying Not around eating children. bond, but, well, you know what? We're lucky. Maybe we're lucky they didn't because we kept them out of the, the, the places that they could be sick because no one wanted to believe we had an issue. Are you saying no school children died of COVID? I'm saying it was the safest group. They were the less vulnerable group, and they suffered and will suffer more from the mismanagement of COVID than they will from the exposure to COVID. And that's not an opinion. That's a fact. He absolutely did not back down, but people are waking up to the realities here. The pandemic, as I like to call it, showed just how vulnerable our supply chains are. And the truth is the U.S. has left itself vulnerable to supply chain manipulation from China, with close to 90% of our pharmaceuticals being produced outside of the U.S. What happens when the next global crisis strikes? Or if China decides to use a supply chain as a weapon in conflict. Pharmacy shelves in America will be empty. Do you have what your family needs? Well, let me tell you something. It's not if, it's when. Go ahead and prepare now. This is a great sponsor, the wellness company. You can go to twc.health forward slash cat turd and grab yourself a medical supply kit right now. That's twc.health cat turd. Use code cat turd and it will save you 10% off at the checkout. Don't wait until you need it. Take back control of your health today with the wellness company's medical emergency kit one thing that you need to understand is that these kits are not available anywhere but in the united states just so everybody knows i know we have a lot of listeners from all around the world and just so you know you won't be able to get it but if you have a friend maybe they can send you one so this is a great kit it's got everything in it everything that they tried to make sure that you didn't have the first time around you've got ivermectin generic z-pack and amoxicillin the medical emergency kit gives you the confidence 
in the face of unforeseen medical emergencies and resource shortages. So every kit, it includes a medical emergency guidebook as an educational resource for safe use. And it is a great product. I hope you all have it around because you know what? We've heard about all of the different things in the supply chains and it's better to be safe than sorry. So with all of the nonsense talk about ivermectin, which you've been hearing, there's been a hearing this week, it has often been recognized as being the second penicillin for having the greatest impact on, you know, human, on human health. It, it's a huge discovery. I couldn't get it. I had to go to up to Oakland. But here's an exchange on that front. This is what's called the forest plot. This shows 43 effective medicines in COVID. I've circled the only ones that were uh, approved for use in the United States. And actually, the circles are off. But if you look, you probably can't see it. But if you look at the costs, the only things approved in the United States all cost in the many hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. Every zero, $1, $2, $5 medicine was completely ignored and never would reach regulatory approval. Um, further, when they did not get the result they wanted, in several instances they were forced to change the original endpoint, a supposed never event in research science. And despite these manipulations, each of these studies' publications launched massive negative PR campaigns and recommendations from health agencies against the use of these inexpensive, safe, repurposed drugs. Last slide. If you look, this is just a little summary of the evidence base as we sit here today. Uh, as of uh, today, there have been 420 controlled trials studying hydroxychloroquine in, in COVID. That includes over half a million patients. With ivermectin, there have been 100 controlled trials with over 125,000 patients. And summary analyses of these evidence bases all show large magnitude, statistically significant benefits in all important outcomes. Yet, in this country, Ivermectin is considered an ineffective horse dewormer and hydroxychloroquine, the drug of fringe, quack, right-wing anti-vaxxers. Yeah, exactly. And it has done more good than not. I will tell you one thing. When I say that I had to go to Oakland to get this, I did. And it was the strangest time in history. Hey, you could go in Hollywood and get all the marijuana or all the drugs you wanted. But when it came to things that were going to protect your health, like ivermectin, generic Z-packs and amoxicillin, it was just like, hmm nowhere to be seen. So here's the deal. We have got a huge day today. Majority of Americans want a border all of a sudden for the first time in history. And all it took was three years of Joe Biden's open borders and 10 million illegal immigrants, migrants. Illegal aliens is what they are. I wish we would stop being nice about who they are. They're criminals, okay? They are coming into our country illegally. So you know, go ahead and address them as such. For three years now, we have witnessed Joe Biden's intentional destruction of America on a daily basis, his failed economic policies, overspending, foreign policy nightmares, and persecution of his political opponents are overshadowed by his open border policies that have allowed over 10 million illegal aliens to walk across the open U.S. border with Mexico into the United States and immediate government benefits. Laura Loomer has done an incredible job of exposing what has been going on in Panama and everywhere else on the Panama Canal. And she has exposed a lot of these things. She's a lot braver than I am. I'm telling you one thing, great reporting over there. But they are just letting these illegal aliens flood into our country. In fact, as you know, there have been a lot of things that we've suffered as Americans here, including the loss of just incredible people. So President Trump, actually, I mean, this was this was one of the ads that he put out today. And it is, brace yourselves, it is extremely strong and it sends a major message. Check it out. Following some breaking news out of Athens, Georgia. Two colleges have canceled classes today as police look for a murderer. Lincoln Riley was described as a shining light. The dean's List nursing student. Police arrested 26-year-old Jose Antonio Ibarra. Ibarra crossed into Texas illegally back in September of 2022, then was released into the United States on parole. We're confident this border is secure. We have a secure border. We agree that uh, the border is secure. And we have a process in place to manage migrants at the border. 
The border is closed. The border is secure. We have taken unprecedented action. Look, the border is not open. Fox News can now confirm that Jose Antonio Barra was busted last year in New York City. But ICE didn't even have time to put in a detainer on him because, hey, he was already back out on the street. That's what you need to know about the border. That's what you need to know about the Democrats and what open border policies will do. They completely robbed this young girl of her life completely. And the FBI knew exactly who she was. So people are waking up around this country. You have a new straw poll that shows that the majority of Americans now support a wall on the southern border as the issue of illegal immigration intensifies ahead of the 2024 election. You have another poll that was released on Monday, and it shows that 53% of Americans now support building a wall. Imagine that on the southern border with Mexico. 46% still oppose it. Four years ago, in a 2019 poll, only 42% of Americans supported the idea. The poll shows that 86% of Americans support a border wall, but also 58% of independents. Only 17% of Democrats support the idea. Wonder who the 17% are. Mm. The poll also shows that 84% of voters see illegal immigration as a very serious or somewhat serious issue, a number that has grown significantly since 2019. What was your first clue? My goodness, we have got more things happening in our country that we need to take care of first. And you can use California as an absolute example of all of this. And I am happy to report, since being a California resident, that there is a, another recall recall of Gavin Newsom on the move again. This is really great. For the second time, you've got Governor Gavin Newsom, as we like to call him, Greasy Gavin. He is a subject of recall in Sacramento today. It is the Rescue California and Save American Citizens across the state served Gavin Newsom with official recall papers. Now, here's why. They laid out multiple reasons for recalling him. One is because he granted 700,000 illegal immigrants free health care at a cost to taxpayers of nearly $3 billion annually, while cutting vital programs for veterans, school children, the disabled, and the homeless. Kept schools closed during COVID longer than any other state, forcing California students to fall further behind in basic skills such as language and mathematics. Closed prisons and ordered the release of thousands of dangerous critical cr criminals onto our streets. In fact, the LA prison they shut down and that has just been in one nightmare after another. So you've got the weakened public safety laws creating, you know, the smash and grab crimes and violent assaults. You've seen that at CVS and different pharmacies and different stores where they'll just go in and loot and steal and walk out with all kinds of items and nobody stops them. Because guess what? You have to have you have to have stolen over a thousand dollars worth to make that a crime here. It's unbelievable. You've got Californians who are suffering under the highest taxes in the nation and the highest home prices outside of Hawaii, while he undermines Proposition 13, spends billions on government homeless programs that have repeatedly failed, leaving the state with the highest percentage of homelessness in the country. California needs a full-time governor who is fully focused on the serious problems of the state and its citizens and what we are facing. This is probably our last opportunity to rescue and restore our state while we highlight for the rest of the country the destruction New Scum has left in his wake. Now, this clown really believes that he can run for president and be successful. Well, I can tell you and I can show you some examples of what it looks like over there in Oakland right now. Here's Oakland by day. That's a nice little number where you can see the homeless situation. This looks just like LA. Most people say, hey, is this a foreign country? No, this is Oakland, California. This is right in my backyard. I'm, I'm in Hollywood, but if you travel the state, you'll see that every single city you can go to and you can check it out. LA looks even worse than this in some cases, even in the tourist areas. This is what it's come to. And then here is Oakland by night. 
So let's not ha- let this happen throughout the country. I'm telling you one thing. This guy has been a menace to California. You don't want him in <laughs> as the president or anywhere even near it. We're trying to get rid of him for a second time. So now you've got Rhino Dark Money Super PAC. It spends over $1 million to spread lies against popular Trump-endorsed Texas candidate Brandon Gill. This, this guy is just great. His wife is amazing. I'm sure you all know Dinesh D'Souza. This is his son-in-law. So in a race for the deep red Republican Texas 26 open congressional seat, you have DC Dark Money Super PACs, America Leads Action, Inc., they launched a 1.1 million ad spending to spend false lies against Trump endorsed candidate Brandon Gill. You've seen all of this before. They have they've continued on with their attacks with all of our different candidates. According to Open Open Secrets, they spent 1,114,000 in attack ads against Brandon Gill so far this year, and this is just in 2 months. So they are definitely threatened by him. You've got Dinesh in here talking. A Never Trump super PAC is buying more than a million in TV and radio ads. Because guess what? They know the power of social media. They know the power for change. And Texas is one of those states. I'm telling you one thing. If the Democrats could take it, they definitely want it. They've been trying for a long time. Hence the reason why you've got all of these open borders. So you've got Dinesh who's speaking right here. Check it out. So this is uh, extremely funny. A Never Trump super PAC is buying over a million dollars in advertising hits against Brandon Gill. They're not in favor of any other candidate. They're just trying to pull down Brandon and prevent him from winning straight out on March 5th. And they're saying he's for defund the police, which is obviously absurd. Their basis for that is that Brandon was involved in police state. He's um, hashtag defund the FBI, obviously, to stop the political targeting. But um, this Never Trump pack is pretending like defund the FBI is the same as defund the police. Uh, but what I find most amusing is they're claiming Brandon Gill is not a real Texan. He's kind of a New Yorker who's coming to Texas. Now, Brandon was born and raised on a ranch in Abilene. He worked uh, for a few years for a hedge fund in New York on Wall Street and then came right back to Texas. I remember when he first uh, went out on a date with Danielle when they were both at Dartmouth. Danielle's like, Dad, I don't really like this guy. The whole date he spoke about cows. So that's Texas for you. And uh, then later, after they got married, uh, the Gills, uh, Brandon's family, invited us to their ranch and uh, after Thanksgiving lunch, they said, we have a special event planned for you guys, for Debbie and me, bull castration. And I was like, is this something that's like, is it that season? Do you have to do it on Thanksgiving? Is this something that is imposed by kind of ranch necessity? And Russell Gill, Brandon's dad was like, oh no, Dinesh, we, we saved that for you guys. <laughs> so again, I repeat, these people are Texan to the core. Uh, if you listen to Brandon, he sounds like a Texan. In fact, uh, one of his uh, phrases, kind of amusing to those of us who are transplanted newcomers to Texas, y'alls, not just y'all, but y'all apostrophe S. So all of this is a way of saying that this uh, never Trump smear is preposterous. It's not going to work, but they're putting a lot of money behind it. They'll find out that uh, things don't go their way once the votes are counted. You got that right. Once the votes are counted. I want to remind everybody that today we have our afternoon after party. And so if you are not a member of our Locals channel, I highly suggest you go ahead and do that. We have an extra half hour that we put on every Tuesday afternoon after this show. And then we kind of get into some back and forth and and other things that we shed light on. It's an extra half hour and it really supports the show. So we'd love to see you over there. All you have to do is press on that litter mates button underneath this show to become a litter mate so we'd love to have you join us all right so moving on over here we are once again watching the lights of freedom they are going out here and all over the world 
Lara Logan. She testifies against the abuse of power by Google, Facebook, Instagram against the American people. I played the video yesterday because it had just broken on this show when when she actually testified. But let me tell you something. This is incredible. It's a wonderful exchange. She's an incredible reporter, investigative journalist. Companies like Facebook, Instagram, and Google, as you may have heard many times today, have been allowed to amass monopoly power. And as a result, not only reach billions of people across the world every second of every day, they have absolute control over what we see and what we hear. Imagine those tools in the hands of Lenin, Stalin, Mao, Hitler. When I became an a journalist more than 35 years ago, we were under emergency restrictions in South Africa, and I was 17 years old. Public safety and security were the weapons of state censors. Ours was the truth. We had no Bill of Rights, no Constitution, no First Amendment, no Declaration of Independence, and journalists would have to hide their footage from the security police, sometimes sewing the tapes into their mattresses at home so that they would not be seized and used to identify and target the protesters that we had filmed. The light of freedom that set our fire, fire to our hearts in South Africa was lit thousands of miles away. It was lit right here where we sit today in the United States of America. When the Founding Fathers put freedom of speech first, it was not by chance, it was by design. The rights that followed were in part created to protect the America, the, the First Amendment. Without it, they knew that freedom itself would perish. I'm reminded today of the words spoken by the British Foreign Secretary, Sir Edward Gray, in 1914 at the beginning of the First World War. He said, the lamps are going out all over Europe. We shall not see them lit again in our lifetime. We are once again watching the lights of freedom. They're going out here and all over the world, and it's up to us to determine if they will be lit again ever we are absolutely being un we are we are under attack you're watching it every single day you're watching it with gemini unfortunately gemini likes me okay so i played around with that little number yesterday and it likes me and i was so disappointed in the fact that it did <laughs> you know that it has absolutely been going after cat turd but this little thing went after me and i tried it not once but twice this little thing, yeah, I mean, believe it or not, this little guy, he actually liked me yesterday when I tried it, because I was like, I wonder what he's saying about Jules. Now, here's what he said about me, Gemini, AI. He says, Jules of wit with voice so bold, on in the litter box her stories unfold. With cat turd by her side, they take her st their stand, opinion sharp. For a chosen brand, from Texas twang to fiery fight, they pierce the dark with morning light. Conservative truths, their battle cry for freedom's flame, they hold high. But hold, dear reader, ere judgment rings, for Jules's heart compassion sings beyond the barbs of spirit true that fights for what she thinks is due. So listen close with open mind, though views may clash and truth you'll find. For Jules Jones, with voice so strong, to right the wrongs where she feels wrong. I was so upset I didn't even know what to do. <laughs> this i mean come on really but anyway i thought i'd share that with you and they mentioned cat turd so they didn't make the connection now when i did one on him separately they had horrible things to say you've already read them and i've read them to you twice both on the saturday show and on this show but this is absolutely an attack on conservative speech and they have singled out quite a few people i guess russell brand was okay too and there are a couple other people that had you know that i've spoken to in dms that have said no they were speaking fine about me but this is a targeted attack and i cannot wait until the lawyers are unleashed on this whole thing because it is they're going to discover all the ways that they interfere in elections, they interfere with the way people see the world, the way they think. I mean, this is a CIA operation and people are very aware of it now. So I am looking forward to what this uncovers. I know that when Tim Pool put out a post yesterday and he tagged Harmeet Dillon, she and I had an exchange about it. 
Here's the thing. You can have a product defect, but this product has been programmed against one side. I don't know how they're going to get around that issue. Also keep in mind, lawsuits are expensive and they are very, they take a lot of time to procure. So it will take some time, but I know based on what Kat has put out there that he's very much on board. It doesn't matter how long it takes. We're all tired of this and there needs to be a stop to it. So we'll see what happens from there. But it's a good fight. I'm glad that they're exposing themselves in that way because, hey, you know. You've got Hunter Biden. He planned to build a global hedge fund that included father. This this witness testifies. You've got the new statements from Jason Galanis, who was closely involved with efforts to combine the Biden family name with foreign investors. This is what they the Capitol told congressional investigators that Biden brand was central to their plans and recounted Joe Biden's involvement. Of course, that's what they were selling. They were selling access to a very powerful name, the Biden brand. They created that and they used it to their advantage. You have new statements by a one-time business partner of Hunter Biden to the House impeachment inquiry. They shed new light on the efforts by son of then vice president to secure financial future for his family by organizing a multi-billion dollar hedge fund marrying investors with the globally known political name Biden. Now, You've got sworn testimony by Jason Galanis that provides new context to the group's plan, an email obtained from Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop, and evidence obtained by the impeachment inquiry reveal the full scope of the effort before a fraudulent tribal bond scheme brought down Galanis and Devin Archer, another Hunter Biden business partner involved in the deal. So the plan focused on building global cooperation between prominent investors from all over the continent, including deals with high-powered oligarchs from Russia, uh, Pakistan, Chinese government-linked businessmen, and politically connected Mexican tycoons, among others. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, they're continually sending out subpoenas, writing letters, getting out there on the lamestream media. I think everybody feels at this point, we've got enough to go ahead and impeach them. But then there's like this little voice in the back of everybody's head that's saying, we're winning by such a margin. <laughs> Why don't you just let President Trump go ahead and take this thing and then the tables will be re- you know, returned to us anyway. And there will be. I-, I cannot wait until a proper investigation has been done. But here's the thing. A lot of these charges, and this is why they had to steal the last election. And yes, I mean, they stole it. Everybody knows that they stole it. Whether you're in politics as a representative up there, as an elected official or not, everybody is very aware what happened in 2020. They needed to run out the clock. They needed to make sure that the statute of limitations would run out on a lot of these things because they did not want to be able to go after these people. This was a life or death situation for a whole bunch of them. And you see the same names popping up. What is so disturbing is not only the fact that they didn't get them and that they allowed these elections to be stolen, but that many of these people have got high security clearances to this day. These are traitors, traitors to our country. And they're still walking around with prominent positions, you know, rubbing elbows with everybody in D sleeves, hanging out, and they still have got all of this confidential, top secret information at their fingertips. I'm sorry, I'm not okay with that. This is a national security issue, 100%. So in more breaking news, you've got Queensland uh, Supreme Court rules COVID vaccine mandates for police and paramedics were unlawful. Mm, What was your first clue? COVID is one of those things that just will not go away because now it's in your DNA. And I did not mean to make that rhyme. Sorry, but sometimes it happens. In a landmark decision, the Queensland Supreme Court has ruled that COVID-19 vaccine mandates for police officers and paramedics were unlawful. 
You have Justice Glenn Martin delivers a detailed 115-page judgment on Tuesday stating that the directives issued by Police Commissioner Katerina Carroll and John Wakefield, Director General of Queensland Health, violated Human Rights Act. Oh, you think? Oh my gosh. What COVID did to this country, we're going to never forget. Not only the physical damage, but what they did to children by not allowing them to go to school, businesses, I mean, the elderly, then making you out to be a criminal. All of a sudden, they want to reach across the aisle. The left is like, oh, look, we did what we had to to keep people safe. No, you didn't. You shamed us all. You told us we were going to kill our grandmothers you and grandfathers. You painted us to be you know, the worst of the worst because we were going to decide what we felt comfortable putting into our bodies and what we didn't. We knew the vaccine wasn't the answer. We saw how Fauci flip-flopped back and forth we know that when we showed up to our doctor's offices they really weren't concerned or when when we would go to a pharmacy how much you weighed what your family history was if you were there for the jab they were going to give it to you they did not care what you were allergic to or anything else who could blame you then there's the little number that they weren't going to tell you what was in the vaccine and it's not a vaccine let's call it what it is it was not a vaccine it was a jab and That is the thing. They keep referring to it as a vaccination. It's not a vaccination. But they weren't going to tell you what was in it for 72 years when barely any of us will be walking around by then. I mean, hopefully we will. But this is the kind of damage. And people that I know won't even go and see their doctors anymore. They're they're absolutely anti-doctor. They're looking for other means and methods. But that's that's what happens. You've got blood money. The Biden family bagged $5 million from business partner of White Wolf Chinese criminal gang leader who helped create the fentanyl pipeline disseminating America. We've talked about that too. This has been a huge, huge thing. When you talk about the amount of drugs that are coming across our border, it's massive and it's major. The Biden family bagged $5 million from the business partner of the White Wolf a Chinese criminal gang leader who helped create the fentanyl pipeline now decimating the United States. You've got a new book by Peter Schweizer, Blood Money, Why Powerful Turned a Blind Eye While China Kills Americans. You know, when you start looking at the relationships here and you start looking at how China is buying up land around military bases, etc., yeah, there's a real problem. Joe Biden, the Democrats, rhinos included in that estimate, have deals with all of these people from all around the world, and the only people that are making out like bandits are them. So you've got this $5 million that has been brought up. You've got by July 2017, CEFC began making interest-free forgivable loans to the Biden family. CEFC executive Zhao Running, he wrote that the $5 million was intended money lent to the BD family, not just Hunter Biden. This $5 million loan to the BD Biden family is interest-free, Zhao wrote. Schweizer notes that interest-free loans provide tremendous leverage because the lender can demand its money back if it's displeased by any action. So Hunter spoke to Yi, apparently, on a regular basis, and Yi helped Hunter on a number of his personal issues, including unspecified sensitive things. Now, your guess is as good as mine. Hunter explained in these emails, Joe Biden also attended a meeting with Hunter, additional business partners, and Yee, Hunter's business partner, Rob Walker, told U.S. House Representative Investigators in 2023, this was a quote, I don't remember the exact time, but I remember being in Washington, D.C., and the former vice president stopped by. We were having lunch. End of quote. Now, this is what Walker testified to. But Yi also enjoyed a partnership with former leader of a Chinese triad called the United Bamboo Gang. Now, Schweizer details all of this in his book. He's got all of this information laid out. Yi's partner name was 
Zhang Enli, or as he's commonly known, the White Wolf. Now, when you start talking about what's been happening over at our borders and you can see the Mexican cartels, I don't think this is the only relationship the Biden family has with people like this. You've got Yi's business relationship. It blossomed with the White Wolf. And he goes on to say it became an important partner partner of the cartel in Mexico. So all of this is connected. And this is the thing. Some people are just waking up to how, what criminals the Bidens and the family actually are. And because they've been taking so long, they even allowed them to steal an election. When you start talking about the connection between the Clintons and you start talking about Obama being at the helm of this whole thing, he's the one that needs to be investigated. Biden is just a, a, you know, a pawn, really. Obama is still doing massive amounts of damage to our country as we speak. He's sitting up there at Netflix, hiding behind the idea of being a producer. He's not a producer. What? He may make a couple of notations on a, you know, on, on a scene or something, but that doesn't do what he's actually behind. He is trying to divide this country more than it's ever been divided before. That is his role. He does. He obviously does not like this country. He's doing everything that he possibly can to destroy it. But they don't. They have a problem. They don't see Biden being a strong candidate. That puppet that they used to be able to control is being laughed at around the world. I mean, you have got all kinds of people that are laughing at us right now as a result of this regime. Like, seriously. They don't think that that we take this seriously. I mean, you've got all kinds of people that are putting on skits and everything else. Joe doesn't even know what he is doing or where he is. He has no clue. Dementia Joe, that was one thing they got right when they did the assessment on him, was that he is clueless to what's going on around him. And he is. It's really embarrassing. So you have got that. And then, of course, you've got the Senate Majority Leader, who plays right along. You've got Chuck Schumer. He waves People's Republic of China flag at a Manhattan parade. I kid you not. Can't get any more obvious than all of this. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer waved a People's Republic of China flag at a Manhattan parade. This happened on Sunday. The flag waving occurred at the Lunar... New Year Parade in New York City's Chinatown. Now remember, just here in California, we just, they cleaned the streets of San Francisco even. I mean, the poop mobiles were out making sure that they were clean and pristine so so she could walk down without even having to worry about the needles on the streets or the poo or anything else. The homeless were removed. This is exactly a regular occurrence here in Hollywood. Every single weekend, they clean these streets for the tourist, and then it goes right back the very next day. Where they put these people and what they do with all of this, I have no idea, but it's all for show, especially if we have a politician coming into town. So you've got the video here. You have Senator Chuck Schumer. Here he is waving the flag. Check it out. Oh, it makes me absolutely ill. Okay, so anyway, if they only cared about us the way they care about China and their relationships. So you've got the National Review writer, Jimmy Quinn. He wrote, Schumer and other top New York politicians appeared on stage at a rally preceding an annual parade at Manhattan's Chinatown alongside of the Huang Ping, a hardline Chinese ambassador who publicly denies Beijing's human rights abuses and another senior consular official linked to China's secret police station in New York. Unreal. You just can't make some of this stuff up. So here we go with Bird Brain. <laughs> just love Bird Brain over here. You know, she's a, a real deal. I love this particular ad. So I thought I would play this. This is another one of Donald Trump's, and it's hilarious. Stick a fork in it. Check it out.
So we know she's done. You know she's done. But she doesn't know she's done. Well, until that money completely runs out, she's not going to be. It's embarrassing. It really is. In fact, she got up there today and she was whining about the fact that President Trump is calling her bird brain. I thought it was an absolute riot to watch. Check it out. It says more about Donald Trump that he'll call the last remaining candidate bird brain or brain dead. It says more about Donald Trump that everybody thinks it's funny that he acts this way. I don't think the rest of the world thinks that's funny. I don't think that our kids need to see someone who acts like that. I don't think our kids need to see us going. (laughs) Our kids, our kids, our kids. I think it's hilarious, bird brain, and we're going to keep doing it. So we will stick a fork in it. We're going to make sure that President Trump wins in numbers and in a landslide that never has been recorded before. So here you've got data. You've got nearly half of Nikki's voters in South Carolina open primary voted for Biden in 2020. That's a riot. I mean, that's pathetic. If, if you really don't see what's going on, wake up. So you've got data obtained by AP VoteCast found that 40% of those who voted for Nikki Haley in South Carolina primary were Democrats who voted for Joe Biden. Mm-mm. And now the, the funny part is, is that they're having a hard time even getting people to show up for him because he is such a joke. I mean, the whole, you couldn't ask for a better script. This whole The way the whole thing is playing out is a lot of fun for all of us to watch because seriously, this is what happens when you steal an election. They are falling right on their own faces. In fact, Big Fish at Big Fish 3000 pointed out Democrats are furiously trying to get their voters to the polls today in Michigan primary because uncommitted is running against senile Joe. I kid you not. So here it is. You've got the partisan section. Vote for only one. And here are the list that you can vote for. Joseph R. Biden Jr., Okay, let's call him a Democrat. I don't call them Democratic anything. That's just ridiculous. And then Dean Phillips, you've got Marianne Williamson, and then you have Uncommitted. This little Uncommitted has got everybody's (laughs) attention and has them extremely worried, especially with what happened with Nikki Birdbrain Haley. I mean, seriously. So she lost to none of the above. So that's kind of the funny part of this whole thing. So you've got the pollsters who acted likely Iowa caucus goers. You have if Donald Trump is the Republican nominee in the general election in November, would you vote for him? Vote for Joe Biden, vote for an independent candidate, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., or vote for some other third party candidate? Across the board, just 11% of Republican caucus goers said that they would flip and vote for Biden if Trump became the nominee. So looking at Haley supporters, that number jumped to a whopping 43%. The funny thing is nobody can find a Haley supporter. (laughs) We have been searching far and wide, and we cannot find anybody that is going to vote for Nikki Haley. The memes are the memers are really disappointed right now because they had a wonderful time with Desanctimonious, but now with Birdbrain, mm, there's not even a chirp. So it's really a lot of fun. But today is a huge day. I mean, you've got Michigan who will also have a GOP convention in early March to award the remaining delegates. Actually, there will be two because the deposed state GOP chair is still claiming she's in charge. It's a big mess. But anyway, if you are from Michigan, make sure you get out there and cast your vote for president. Donald Trump, because he is going to make you proud. Another thing that is happening on social media, this was a fun little number. Social media users, they obliterate the FBI after it uses two white female models to boast that they're combating looting by organized gangs. I kid you not, this whole thing is ridiculous. So this whole idea, they are trying to show you the FBI, higher prices, dangerous products, and closing businesses. These are just some of the impacts organized retail theft has on everyday Americans. Learn what the FBI does to combat these crimes on the federal level to protect shoppers across the country. I kid you not. This is a post the FBI put out. They have targeted, right, white Americans, young women in this case. At least it's not young men for a change. They're going after women. And if you if you ever questioned what the focused 
of the focus of the FBI is look no further than something like this. So the FBI decided to use two white female models to assure the public that they were focused on stopping retail theft. When was the last time anyone saw a mob of white girls stealing from Target or CVS? This politically correct nonsense was not lost on social media who proceeded to destroy the FBI online. So you have end wokeness who says, but why aren't they wearing MAGA hats? I'm pretty sure those are the ones doing all the shoplifting. Then you have Tony Kinnett who says, guys, there just weren't any photos of the actual lootings to choose. Trust me. And then, of course, he's got the video footage that we've all seen circling around the web. Then you've got cynical uh, Publius, who says, clearly the shoplifting epidemic is being led by well-dressed white women in their 20s named Caitlin. Go get them, fellas. (laughs) This is the state of our FBI. Somebody else put out this meme, and you've got two police officers in the back, this little gif. And, of course, they knock each other out. The FBI also wants to be aware of the increase in the KKK activities. And that one is from Barton Bella. So it is just crazy. But they've been after us for quite some time. Why? Because we're speaking out against them. And here are the two females with a MAGA hat on. So this is just a riot. You know, that's what they don't like about social media is that you all make sure to call them out for all of this stuff. So the back to all of this information on Lake and Riley's murder, but still not a peep from Joe. Apparently he did put something out there, but it certainly took him a while. President Trump had enough time to put together even a, you know, what I played for you earlier, a video of what happened to this young girl. Joe Biden was silent about the death of Augusta University student Lakin Riley on the University of Georgia campus in Athens. Her death was beaten at, she was beaten at the hands of an illegal alien. The blood is on Joe Biden's hands. They said that they completely, that this illegal, illegal alien criminal murderer, he completely disfigured her skull. That's how badly she was beaten. This is one of the saddest stories I have ever read, and it is heartbreaking. I, I seriously, the, my deepest condolences to her family, to her friends. I mean, this is something out of a nightmare. So you have the White House statement to Fox News regarding the murder of Lincoln Riley allegedly at the hands of Venezuelan. It's not allegedly. We already know this. Venezuelan illegal alien released into the U.S. under Biden administration says, we would like to extend our deepest condolences to the family and loved ones of Lincoln, Hope, Hope Riley. People should be held responsible. Well, you knew about it. The FBI knew about this person. This is what happens time and time again. They go on to say people should be held accountable to the fullest extent of the law. If they are found guilty, given this is an active case, we would have to refer you to state law enforcement and ICE. They're always referring. That's what they do. They refer, refer, refer. So you've got another situation here. MS gang member wanted in El Salvador for the murder, arrested in Boston, previously removed from the U.S. three times. These stories are all oh so common. So now you've got... A fugitive with ties to the notorious MS-13 gang and wanted for murder back home. He was detained by enforcement and removal operations in Boston. This was on February 19th. This isn't his first, second, or even third rodeo in with the U.S. immigration authorities. The 44-year-old has been removed from the United States so many times. Three times. So he's very well known. According to ERO Boston Field Office Director Todd Lyons, the arrest is a significant achievement in safeguarding the community. Close our borders. Build the wall. We've paid for it already. Now here's the problem. They've been selling what we paid for, as you all know, the wall. We we purchased that material. And they have been selling it off for pennies on the dollar. To who knows who is going to make a fortune when they sell it back to us once again. 
This is how these contracts work. It's the most incredible thing I've ever seen. Their friends get richer, they get richer. Everybody gets richer but the American people. So they go on to say that this, you know, that it this unlawfully present fugitive is a member of a violent transnational criminal organization who is wanted for murder in his home country. Now, you better believe that they know who's in this country. They they absolutely do. They have open borders and all of this stuff, but they know exactly who's here and what they are up to, and they don't care. You've got the FBI, Ray, who's saying to anybody that will listen, it's not if, it's when. Well, then close the border. And then you've got politicians up there who didn't even vote to get rid of Mayorkas. And yet here we are dealing with the exact same issues time and time again. I, it, it's really it's really ridiculous. And I'm just glad that people are starting to pay attention. Unfortunately, it takes them having it happening to you or happening in your life, a disruption in your life, before it's actually taken seriously, until people actually want to vote differently and do something else. So you have all of that going on here. And then you've got the little old pesky problem about voting. Mays Moore put up this particular video, which I'm going to play for you. And you won't even recognize Mitch McConnell. In 1987, the turtle, yeah, Turtle Mitch, he talks about voter fraud and how elections are stolen at all levels of government. What the public would like to see is an honest election between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. Whatever happened to that plan? Well, the turtle continues to get reelected. Why? Because the exact same same exact strategies are in place. This is how they are able to hold on to their positions. Here he is. Mr. President, it's election day in Kentucky. And I suspect on this election day, as on many election days over the last 100 years or so, in some areas of my state, people are attempting to buy votes, sell votes, intimidate voters, and in general, distort the election process. Earlier in my life, I uh, taught uh, on a part-time basis a course called American Political Parties and Elections. We talked about, uh, with the students, uh, the election fraud problems in some areas of this country. It is clearly not a problem everywhere. But in certain areas of our country, particularly rural one-party areas in the South, and in certain big cities in the Midwest and in the North, again, places where one party tends to dominate, this is an ongoing problem. Some have even felt that it might have determined the outcome of the presidential election in 1960 between Nixon and Kennedy. It was much written and said about election fraud in, in Chicago that might well have turned Illinois uh, in Kennedy's direction rather than in Nixon's. I might say I've had my own experience as an election challenger, I recall 20 years ago in 1967 in a governor's race in Kentucky, uh, being dispatched as a challenger uh, to a one-party precinct, being threatened with physical harm, uh, watching voters being intimidated and pushed around. It's a problem that has persisted in my state. I can recall in 1981, Mr. President, when I was running for re-election for a local office, Polls have showed me in a certain area of my community with 40% support. And on election day, it ended up being 17%. And I wondered uh, what happened between the Friday before the election and the Tuesday of the election that made that much support just evaporate like that. And then in 1984, Mr. President, when I ran for the United States Senate, I recall being up literally all night constructing uh, telegrams, trying to get the cooperation of federal prosecutors to encourage people not uh, to steal the election. In some areas of the country, of course, this kind of thing is unheard of. But it is a persistent problem in the rural South, in some big cities of the North, in areas where one party tends to dominate. The Courier-Journal, a statewide newspaper in my state, recently did an excellent one-week series on this problem in our state. It was well done. It had uh, people talking on the record for attribution about the participation in the selling of votes 
the buying of votes, the distortion of the election process. A lot of the election fraud that occurs in my state, and I suspect in many others, involves the use of absentee ballots. The candidates who've made their best effort, given their best shot, are entitled to have the votes counted accurately, and voters are not intimidated or assaulted, or in the case of voting, uh, voters willing to sell, uh, selling their votes uh, to the highest bidder. It's not enough to have a post-election remedy. We have an occasional prosecution and an occasional conviction in my state for these kinds of election day shenanigans. But what the candidates and the public would like to see is an honest election between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. Yeah, really. I mean, you know, you, they sit up there and they talk about it and they talk about it. And then all of a sudden, that's all they do is talk about it. They don't want it fixed. They act like they want it fixed so that they can get reelected. So, of course, this will probably get everybody pretty hot and bothered. You know, there is no happenstance that he's with, you know, Uma, right? Abedin. You've got Alex Soros vows to wipe Trump supporters from the face of the earth. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Liz Churchill is reporting this. When Soros says they vow to wipe supporters from the face of the earth, they mean it. Who elected these inbreds? This, these are the people between the WEF and everything else that has been going on that think that they can change and they can rule over us. They're not going to be able to. They are losing massively and they know it. So you've got the election wizard who has got the details here. This is why they're getting nervous. And just like a trapped animal, they will go back at you with everything they've got. Wisconsin, you've got Trump at 45 over Biden at 42%. He's up three points there. Pennsylvania, you've got Trump at 40 45% with addition of two to Biden with 43. Nevada, you've got Trump at 46, Biden at 40. You've got Michigan, President Trump at 46%, Biden at 44%. Georgia at 48%, Biden at 42%. Arizona at 46%, Biden at 43%. North Carolina, you've got Trump at 47%, Biden at 44%. They are desperate, they are scared, and we are going to make America great again. As long as we all show up and we vote and we become poll workers and we get involved. I'm very happy that Ronna McDaniel is stepping down, but we cannot get on our rears. We have got to stand up, we've got to get involved, we've got to continue on this fight. I don't trust anybody to do the work that we ourselves can do. We've proven that time and time again. So make sure you get involved in all of this. All right, everybody. Well, I enjoyed hanging with you today. I really, really did. I want to just give a quick little shout out to those who have donated to the show because you are amazing. And just want to make sure that I get everybody from Friday as well and yesterday because I was, I was kind of absent yesterday mentally in that department because I was trying to do the show by myself and sometimes I just get so distracted with so many stories coming in but we've got Salty Maga Matt thank you for that we've got Deborah Reyes we've got Jake Hudson and we have got Burrito Boy we've got Lisa Katina we've got Lisa Katina again Disney fan Joe Stones GMA2 Cat Comp, we've got Tri-Stater 72, and we've got Deborah Reyes. And then for today, it looks like, let me get up to the top. See, I'm going to lose my chat room. See, this is the real story. <laughs> I will lose my chat room. And I swear, Renee McCurry and Mother of Pearl do a fabulous job without them. I don't even know what I would do because I don't see the chat when I'm going over articles. And so they pick up the slack for me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you to the moderators. I hear you've been incredibly busy over there trying to kick out some trolls. Thank you for all the work that you do. And thank you to all you listeners that are listening into the show and for spreading word about the show. I appreciate it more than you can possibly imagine all of the time that you spend crafting and putting together all of these different announcements about the show. I appreciate it more than you can imagine. Burrito Boy says, great stuff, Jules. And Diragon says, donating my birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you, Jules, Cat Turd, and Littermates. Stand strong. Then we've got Deborah Reyes, who says, happy birthday, and Joe Stones, who says, towards the Jewels and Family Relocation Fund I started. <laughs> Thank you, Joe Stones. Kimber Tucson says, I'm with Joe, a moving fund. <laughs> I know, it's going to take me a while to get out of here, but it's in the works. It's in the plan somewhere. I just haven't decided where I'm going to go. 
DeSantis really disappointed me, but there's enough Trump people out there where that's Trump country, and I could see myself there for sure. And Texas, too. South of Sherry says, I'm with Joe Stone's donation to Jill's <laughs> Escape from L.A. fund. Then you have C. Douglas. I'm with Joe and company. Thank you all so much. And hopefully Kat will feel better by tomorrow and will be able to join me. You know, he's he's had a little bout, but he will definitely be back. I know he, he I talked to him last night back and forth. I finally picked up the phone. I wasn't trusting his text, just so you know. And I said, I just need to hear your voice. I need to know exactly how you really are. He was supposed to take these days off. I mean, it was scheduled, but he wasn't supposed to get sick. He was supposed to be out there enjoying himself, kicking up dust and having a ball. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case. So please keep him in your prayers. Love you all very, very much. I'm going to see you littermates over there for the after party show in just a few minutes. See you tomorrow at three. Bye.